0: Good afternoon and welcome to the Thursday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll hear from CFA President Mary Robinson, also of results from this year's Drive Away Hunger Campaign. Jim Everson with the Canola Council of Canada will stop by in today's Prairie Eggwire. And up first in today's Country Comment, I'll chat with the Director of Public Policy at the Canadian Food Grains Bank. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. The Canadian Food Grains Bank is welcoming the recent announcement of the Government of Canada's $315 million in funding for climate adaptation. The funding is part of the government's prior commitment to provide $5.3 billion in climate finance. Paul Hagerman is the Food Grains Bank Director of Public Policy.
1: Well, we are really pleased uh, last week when the Minister announced this $315 million um, for climate adaptation, um, this is within a much larger envelope of uh, over $5 billion that, that has been announced over the next five years for climate finance. But this particular piece is designated to climate adaptation, and it's specifically for Canadian civil society organizations to implement in sub-Saharan Africa. So that uh, hits the sweet spot for Food Grains Bank, um, we are expecting to, or we're building a proposal now to put in, a, uh, to seek some of that funding. We don't know if we'll get it, but we're hoping we will. And it, it also um, is just what we've been asking for from our advocacy department for the last uh, several years, saying that, that Canada really should devote more money to, uh, to climate adaptation.
0: Just talk a little bit more about how, how the money will be used. Well, over the
1: last several years, we've seen um, hunger is increasing. So hunger was slowly decreasing for a couple of decades and then the last couple of years it's been going up because of what we think of as the three C's. So climate change, COVID, and conflict. Now this particular piece of funding will really address the, um, the, the impact of uh, climate change on hunger. So we, Food Grains Bank has been encouraging the government to invest in climate resilient food systems. So food systems that can deal with all the changes that are happening in climate and this is, um, the, the new funding will do a lot of that. They're talking about nature based solutions, but that's really just working with nature to try to figure out how to overcome the changes. So if you're getting more erratic rainfall, if you're getting stronger storms, if you're getting uh, higher uh, temperatures, then how do you work within that to continue to produce food and to, for people to, to continue to, um, to derive their livelihoods?
0: Paul, do you expect the, the Food Grains Bank will, will be part of this, will receive some funding to take part in this project or?
1: We are certainly hoping that we will be. Um, we've been building a proposal to apply for funding for uh, the last year or so, but there hasn't been any window to apply. And so this opens the window and says, here's, here's, you know, more than three hundred million dollars specifically for a civil society organizations. So Food Grains Bank will um, be looking at the criteria that they're that they're expecting to fund, building our proposal and submitting that quite quickly. So we don't know for sure, but fingers crossed.
0: That was Paul Hagerman, Director of Public Policy with the Canadian Food Grinds Bank. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. This week, Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau announced funding of up to $182.7 million for 12 recipient organizations to deliver to the On-Farm Climate Action Fund across Canada. The Canola Council of Canada will receive up to $22 million to work with farmers across Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba to increase canola yields while reducing nitrous oxide emissions. President Jim Emerson.
2: We're really pleased that the Government of Canada has acknowledged uh, the Canola Council on this and provided uh, this funding. Um, there's some work to do yet to finalize the projects. Canola farmers in Canada are real leaders in sustainability, and we're thankful that the government here is providing some support to continue that progress. Increasingly, we find that global customers are interested in, you know, in GHG emission reductions and sustainability and, and what we're doing in Canada to help with that initiative. And canola is a real solution provider, I think, when it comes to the environment.
0: Direct support to farmers will fall under the target areas of cover cropping, nitrogen management, and rotational grazing. This year's Drive Away Hunger campaign provided an equivalent of more than 36 million meals to food banks and feeding programs across the country, almost doubling this year's goal. Carla Warnica is Manager of Community Investment with Farm Credit Canada.
3: We had so many uh, amazing partners this year once again. It really is the industry coming together. You know, the people and organizations that are part of the agriculture and food industry are exceptional. They really care deeply, uh, not only about, you know, providing that high-quality food, but also about supporting the communities where they live and work. They're really, really committed to fighting food insecurity in Canada, as you can tell by the
0: results. Founded by FCC, the industry-wide initiative has been collecting food and cash for meals for the past 18 years. And the federal government has invested nearly $150,000 in the Canadian Wool Council. The funds will support the council in conducting market research, promoting trade and export opportunities, connecting the sector with global best practices, and improving industry and consumer awareness through education and promotional activities. AAFC's funding is coming through the AGRA Marketing Programme. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Thursday, February 24th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll hear from Jim Everson, President of the Canola Council of Canada. The Canola Council of Canada will receive federal funding up to $22 million to work with farmers across Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba, to increase canola yields while reducing nitrous oxide emissions, the group is one of 12 recipient organizations selected to deliver the on-farm climate action fund across the country. Here's Canola Council President Jim Everson.
2: Yeah, well, we're really pleased that the Government of Canada has acknowledged uh, the Canola Council on this and provided uh, this funding. Um, there's some work to do yet to finalize the project, so I don't have all the, the details yet on how the, pro- how the proposal will work, um, But, you know, canola farmers in Canada are real leaders in sustainability, and we're thankful that the government here is providing some support to continue that progress. Um, You know, increasingly, we find that global customers are interested, you know, in GHG emission reductions and sustainability and and what we're doing in Canada to help with that initiative. And and so, you know, canola is a real solution provider, I think, when it comes to the environment. So, you know, we're seeking support for incentives to help canola producers deploy best management practices that will, um, you know, is mostly associated with fertilizer use and management. And we believe this aligns, you know, really well with the interests of of Canadian agriculture and and particularly with the interests of our our global customers.
0: Is this something that the Canola Council has uh, looked at in the past?
2: Well, we're um, big supporters of... The four R approach, right, which is right rate, right time, and so on. And the idea there is to be able to be more precise in the application of fertility. And by doing so, um, you know, fertilizer is a is a is a high cost uh, sort of input. So, to the extent that producers can be more precise in their application, they can save money, be more competitive, and and then we also very interested in being able to demonstrate that that reduces nitrogen emissions. You know, that's an important greenhouse gas emission.
0: And uh, Jim, just wanted to get your thoughts, you know, on the project overall, and you know, the twelve twelve organizations involved.
2: Yeah, so we've only just been uh, notified about the project, and and with with all the other comp- all the other associations also. So one of the things we'll do, Corey, is we'll be reaching out to to the other ones in Western Canada to see what their project applications look like, and we'll do everything we can to make sure that we are working, you know, so we're we're coordinated and efficient in terms of our delivery to the growers. Um, but we have some work to do there. You know, it, We've only just been notified as, as associations of, um, of our success with the projects up to this point in time.
0: That was Jim Everson, President of the Canola Council of Canada. This year's Drive Away Hunger campaign was another big success. Carla Warnica is Manager of Community Investment with Farm Credit Canada.
3: We're so excited to announce that um, we really blew the goal out of the water as an industry this year, uh, raising thirty-six million meals for food banks and feeding programs across Canada.
0: A lot of this cash, or or, or actual food items, or how was it uh, uh, split up there?
3: It's a combination of both. You know, we have organizations and individuals who give food, and also those who give who give finances. It depends if um, you know it depends on the organization, but it's definitely a little bit of both. Some give what they grow, and others give
0: uh, financial. Right, and uh, just talk about the the effort as a whole. You know, um, who are some of the partners, and and how is this all collected?
3: We had so many uh, amazing partners this year. Once again, it really is the industry coming together. You know, the people and organizations that are part of the agriculture and food industry are exceptional. They really care deeply, uh, not only about you know providing that high quality food, but also about supporting the communities where they live and work. They're really, really committed to fighting food insecurity in Canada, as you can tell by the results. So it's it's a combination of uh, different organizations and individuals that are involved in our industry that have been involved once again this year and really run the gamut from, you know, an individual grower to uh, a large multinational business.
0: And where does this uh, money go and, and how does the food get um, to the people who need it?
3: It all goes to, like like I said, it's whether it's a food bank or a feeding program, it really varies across the country. So... Definitely, there's a ton of support um, from every level of food bank, right? From a, a small rural community food bank right to Food Banks Canada and um, everything in between. And also, there's a lot of support for individual, fe- individual feeding programs as well, whether they be at a school or maybe there's an organization that's feeding hungry people in their community. Um, the donations are really varied and go to all sorts of organizations that help uh, fight food insecurity across
0: the country. And how was the uh, campaign? How has it changed um, during the pandemic here?
3: You know the needs grown even more as, um, as I'm sure you've heard many times. There's a lot of need out know, there. People are are struggling maybe more than they ever have before. So they, it's even more important for us to pull as many people uh, together to help those in need. Really, it's about those who have giving to those who don't. And the industry has really come together in an even bigger way throughout this pandemic and shown up for Canadians. You know, people in in agriculture and food are really just determined to make sure they can do all they can to support their fellow neighbour and um, fellow Canadian to make sure everyone has the food they need.
0: That was Carla Warnica, Manager of Community Investment with Farm Credit Canada, talking about this year's Drive Away Hunger campaign. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Farm Credit Canada presents the Women Entrepreneurs Summit in a virtual setting March 8th. Visit the FCC website for details. And Marmac Farms and Guest Bowl Sale is scheduled for March 9th at the farm near Brandon. Sale gets underway at 1pm. Visit marmacfarms.net for details. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Thursday afternoon, Farm Credit Canada held its Future of Food conference earlier this week. CFA President Mary Robinson addressed the group.
4: I am excited to be here for the Future of Food Conference held on Canada's Ag Day, where, as Darlene said, we all come together to celebrate the people and industry that put food on the tables of Canadians and the tables of families around the world. 2022, while not being filled with the same kind of fear we felt in 2021, has been a difficult year to navigate as we begin to see the effects of the pandemic has had not only on simple tasks and events in people's everyday lives, but also on the supply chains that we all rely on. One impressive thing is the Canadian food system supply chain and how it has shown itself to be resilient in the face of these massive disruptions. And I feel Canadians are starting to pay greater attention to how important farmers and the food supply chain are in their daily lives. We've seen a great deal of collaboration in the face of these hardships as industries and governments work together to overcome the challenges we all face. I know that as long as we continue to face these circumstances together as a united front, that we will come out on the other side stronger than before. And that is why I'm excited to be talking to you today about the future of food. In 2021, Agriculture and Agri-Food employed one in nine Canadians and contributed $139 billion to Canada's GDP. As farmers, we serve as the foundation of this impressive supply chain that puts food on the tables of Canadians every day. We are proud of and mostly love our work. And we also know that the potential of our industry is relatively untapped. Canadian agriculture is in a unique position when it comes to long-term sustainability and growth. While most industries can only work to reduce their emissions, agriculture has the potential to provide natural climate solutions and be a net carbon sink. With technologies and new practices, farmers can trap carbon and soil, keeping it out of the atmosphere, while improving soil health. There are so many ag innovations that have astounding potential such as livestock feed additives, which have been proven to significantly reduce cattle methane. 2022 will be the year that we find even more sustainable solutions in uncertain times. I believe our industry will be a shining example of how a sector can drive growth in a truly sustainable manner, not only environmentally, but also socially and financially. Sustainable growth in agriculture can be a win-win for both farmers and society at large, providing more food for a growing population while protecting the land future generations will be banking on, all the while reducing our emissions.
0: That was Canadian Federation of Agriculture President Mary Robinson speaking earlier this week at the FCC Future of Food Conference. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The USDA says American farmers will increase the amount of soybean seeded this spring while lowering corn acreage. The forecast is that soybean acreage will rise to 88.0 million from 87.2 million last year. Corn plantings are expected to be at 92.0 million acres compared to 93.4 million in 2021. Total U.S. wheat plantings for 2022 23 were projected at 48 million acres, up from 46.7 million in 2021 22. This year's Drive Away Hunger campaign was a big success. Carlo Warnica is manager of community investment with Farm Credit Canada.
3: We're so excited to announce that. Um we really blew the goal out of the water as an industry this year, uh, raising 36 million meals for food banks and feeding programs across Canada. You know, we have organizations and individuals who give food and also those who give finances. It depends if, um, you know it depends on the organization, but it's definitely a little bit of both. Some give what they grow and others give
0: uh, financial. FCC contributed an equivalent of 2.6 million meals toward this year's record-setting result, which almost doubled this year's campaign goal of 20 million meals. And the Canola Council of Canada will receive federal funding up to $22 million to work with farmers across Alberta, Saskatchewan and Manitoba to increase canola yields while reducing nitrous oxide emissions. The group is one of 12 recipient organizations selected to deliver the on-farm climate action fund across Canada. President Jim Everson.
2: We're seeking support for incentives to help canola producers deploy best management practices that will mostly associate it with fertilizer use and management. And we believe this aligns you know, really well with the interests of Canadian agriculture and, and particularly with the interests of our, our global customers.
0: This week, Federal Ag Minister Marie-Claude Bibeau announced funding of up to $182.7 million for the On Farm Climate Action Fund. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll hear from the Canadian Grain Commission. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can meet us back here tomorrow, starting at 12 noon.